fellow caregivers of home and community care. This is Liz Wessel with the Mission Moment of the Week, and today I am with our fabulous chief. Hello, Michael Robinson, Chief of Home Health for California. And our sister Susan. I'm Sister Susan Trezek, and I'm the sister of St. Joseph of Orange, and happy to be here. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Sister Susan, for joining us, and thank you, Liz, for being here with us as well. I think that, you know, in these trying times, you know, we wanted to come together with our mission moment this week to do something unique and special. So I get the pleasure to, one, just share some words and then also just to, you know, ask Sister Susan some questions from a, a sister's perspective of what we're facing today. So just to jump in and get started. So team, I first want to just say thank you. Thank you for all the compassion and commitment to excellence and service that you're providing to our patients and our community. I, as I shared, I think that it's absolutely a trying time. The coronavirus is absolutely impacting our day-to-day -day lives, but I think what's most importantly is, is you all are still continuously answering the call. The call to be committed to our ministry, the call to be committed to serving our people, and truly you're connecting back into, in my opinion, the original mission and ministry of the sisters. That's why we thought it was an awesome opportunity to spend some time with Sister Susan today. You know, that being said, thank you for your continued commitment and service. We greatly appreciate what you're doing and want to make sure that everyone's aware we will continue to have different avenues for us to connect as we move forward. So please look for virtual conference call communications from your various site leaders so that we can connect and answer more questions and make ourselves more available as we move forward. So with that, let's get started with the interview. So Sister Susan, what similarities do you see with our present reality to your understanding of the work the sisters did in 1918 to fight the flu epidemic? Well, first let me say that fighting the flu epidemic was a nationwide throughout the United States for many, many, many of the um, religious communities, whether they be Sisters of St. Joseph or other religious communities. And for the Sisters of St. Joseph in 1918, they began their work in Eureka. And given the times and the technology, which was non-existent, the sisters did things like clean the patients' rooms to make sure that they were comfortable. They walked through the hospitals, making sure that the rooms were well ventilated. Their big charge was to look after the spiritual needs of the patients, as well as others in the community, because they were known to go out make chicken soup, take it to the homes for those who didn't get food or couldn't find food. And as I reflected on this, I thought, in comparison today, it's very much like the things that our caregivers, they continue the ministry of the Sisters of St. Joseph. To me, it relates to the values you have. I think you're doing that. And it's the same as it was in 1918, but the words are different. We have a healthcare system now that continues with all of these things and keeps the care going. And it all goes back to the very beginning when we had care for the dear neighbor. That was the origins, it continues today, and the value of care for the dear neighbor. When you go out into their homes, whatever is done, be it a sister or a person working in the name of the sisters through the Sisters of St. Joseph, through our healthcare organization, you are caring for the dear neighbor. That's wonderful. I love that. I, you know, similar to the dear neighbor, sometimes I walk around the office and I say, are we taking care of my brothers and sisters? And I truly mean it from the perspective, you know, fits very nicely with 
Are you taking care of the dear neighbor? So they, my ask is, are we taking care of patients as if they were our brother or sister? Or I'll now add a dear neighbor to it, if you allow me to borrow that. Oh, it's key to who we are, and it's key to the mission is remember the dear neighbor. So right. please use it. Wonderful. Absolutely will do. Can you share how you feel and the sisters feel about the work that we do in home health, hospice, infusion, and personal care services lines of ministry? Certainly. Well, first of all, let me say that everyone at the, in the Sisters of St. Joseph's Mother House, Regina Residence, the care that you all provide for our sisters, to me, is above and beyond. It's so appreciated, and our sisters are never forgotten. And the dedication that you show as caregivers, you are continuing the healing mission of Jesus. There are not enough words to express the appreciation that sisters have for all that you do. Well, thank you for that. And, you know, I think that the team is truly trying to carry out and live on the, the ministry and the mission of what the sisters started. Are there any other thoughts yeah, on we, how the sisters feel? We really do appreciate the generosity with which you give. You give your time, your talent, your dedication. When I come into the office around here to talk to people, I talk to the hospice people a lot, and they not only reach out to the sisters who are hurting, every time I come in, somebody will say to me, well, how are you doing now that sister so-and-so died? And how's the community? I mean, it goes beyond the individual person that they've nursed to. They, they see the community, they've reached out. Um, some of your directors have gone and talked with the managers of Regina residents. It's just obvious by all the nominees for values in action. It's just, it's huge when I look back and see all the people who've been nominated. It's just too bad there couldn't be an award for everybody because you all, I like to say you give without counting the cost. Right. That is beautiful, thank you. And, you know, I think likewise, I know that, you know, I appreciate the opportunities when I get to step in for our prayer breaks and you're here. It, it truly, you know, for me, it does something. It makes it an additional moment and takes a time out of the day to, one, remember who we are, whose we are, and what we're here to do. So it really isn't about the individual. It really is about the group. And I think it's very meaningful. So I think it's awesome that our caregivers are able to truly care for sisters and for those that have had that experience and then that they carry that through when they see you on property and being able to ask and connect. And so I think that's a special gift for those that get to do that. And then we you know, love the fact that we get to share time with you and interact. And I also hear from people in the outside community who your caregiver, your hospice people, your uh, nurse, in-home nurses, the visiting nurses, uh, the care they, they give to, there's, it's not just the sisters, it's a much big, I'll go back to that term dear neighbor because that's what it is. They see everybody as a dear neighbor. That's amazing. That's, you know, I, I truly agree. I think that it's amazing. You know, I was looking to buy a car once recent, fairly recently, and the car salesman actually, he asked me what I did, and I shared, and he said, you know, people that do hospice are just extremely special people. And, you know, and I shared the other pieces, and he said, you know, I just went through an experience with my father, and he basically said almost all the wonderful things that you've shared in terms of, one, the people that do this work and go out to the home and care from home health to hospice or infusion, you know, are doing a phenomenal job. And then, you know, even including Nurse Next Door, um, when you take a look and, you know, I've personally not had to go through that journey with a loved one, but his experience of moving across country to go take care of his dad 
and to be there and make that commitment to be there with his dad day in and day out and to interact with caregivers from the day he arrived to the day you know that his dad passed away and then beyond it truly was appreciative and he was touched and so i think it's important that we all remember that we're touching people's lives and you know we make a difference even when we don't realize that's what we're doing and i think it's important that we not just appreciate the physical caregiver who goes out but there's those of your employees who work in the pharmacy the unsung the unnoticed the people who just work at the desks right here and finance making the phone calls it's it's not just one it's a it's almost like the visual image is like a big ball and everybody has to work together so it's not just one single person because the caregivers can't do their job if they don't have the support of the rest of the team I know I just want to, I have to say, what you're reminding me is of the lace, you know? Oh, yes. And you're a lace maker. Yes. Maybe you could share a little bit of that. Well, the image of the lace making, for me, when I'm making lace, it's the same thing. The God is in the center, and everything I do to create the lace comes out of that and just works together. and. It's, it's a bunch of threads woven together, and if they don't all weave together, Absolutely. you're not going to have a piece of lace. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, and I think it's awesome because, you know, just yesterday we ended a meeting talking about the, the power of team and how God puts every last one of us to a, to a team with unique talents and skills and gifts. And, you know, when we face times like this, it really begins to set aside some of our you know, just the, the personal elements that come into play professionally and it, it's put those to the side and everyone's talents and gifts rises to the top and people are rising to the occasion every single day. Um, just, you know, this morning we have, a, you know, some fun with it, but we're having to be creative even with, um, you know, PPE. And so, you know, people are being creative and thinking outside of the box to say, you know what, yes, there's a limit limitation to accessing things, but out of the core of the team. You know, people are thinking of different ways to connect to make sure that we continue to survive and continue to be able to serve and do it in the way that, honestly, I think we all want to do it, but the sisters want us to do it as well. Well, thank you. Thank you. So next question is, what advice or perspective can you provide us on the importance of remembering our own spiritual experience in times like this? Well, first of all, the most important thing is to remember to pray. No matter what your faith tradition is, use the power of prayer. Prayer is so, so powerful. And, and I personally pray for healing for everyone. I, um, pr- I often pray for patience and then the wisdom to do the right thing. I would say to, re- to maintain that spiritual quality, you need to be calm. I mean, especially if you're going to be home now with your family, you just need, you've you got patience, yes, and you need to be calm. And I would say reach out to your family, reach out to your friends. Um, to, if you're somebody who you know misses going to Mass, call them up. Remind them that there's prayer and Mass on TV. And you pray, you talk back and forth and do the responses over your telephone. That might be a um, way to do it. Um, I'd also say, to continue to be spiritually sound, take care of yourself. If you're with a family and there's busy things going on, take some time alone, you know? 
go to a quiet place. Um, if for you it's an experience like prayer for me is lace making. So taking time to make lace. If you're a gardener, take time to go outside and work in the garden. Those are find it doesn't have to just be word prayer. There's so many other types of prayer. Find what works for you and be faithful to it. And it's it's hard, but you can make a little we can all make a little corner in our days where we can find just even if it's just five minutes, pick up the Bible. Be aware of what the Sunday scriptures are. There's just just keep hope. I think that's the key word. If we can pray and pray for hope, pray for patience. God hears everything and he knows what we need. And I believe that in the end, he will take care of us. I completely agree and thank you for that. I think, you know, some some of us and many of us are walking around with a phrase and that phrase is prayer over panic and faith over fear. Um, Say because, that again, please. So prayer over panic and faith over fear. Perfect. Um, because the reality of it is, is it is where many of us are in uncharted territory. Um, I can share, you know, as a leader, we're in, I'm in uncharted territory, but our goal is, is let's figure it out every step of the way. And if we do that, um, and we can stay together, and we can remember who we are, and whose we are, and what we're called to do, I wholeheartedly believe that we can overachieve. You know, I've, you know, sent a lot of communication recently with, you know, reflecting back to the work that the sisters did in, you know, 1918, and, you know, I just want to remind us all that, you know, our be the sisters' best was good enough then. Our best will be good enough now, and. We have to believe that and as long as we believe that and we work through the frustrations and the challenges that present moment to moment day to day um, i wholeheartedly believe we'll we'll see it through and we'll get back to a new normal and and in that new normal we'll make sure that we love that neighbor exactly can i share with you just a couple of stories that were from the humboldt times in eureka uh, this is dated October 22nd, 1918, and one of the stories was, Notice to physicians, all doctors having cases of influenza under their care that need relief in the form of food and care for the sick room where attendance cannot be given the family by its own members should contact the Humboldt County chapter of the American Red Cross and although the article doesn't say it, the Sisters of St. Joseph at that time were also contacted to care for these families. And the second one is the official notice of the Board of Health of Eureka. All persons employed by the stores, hotels, restaurants, hospitals, streetcar employees, bartenders, and all persons serving the public are ordered to wear gauze masks if in doubt whether this means you are, you wear one, the Board of Health. And to me, that just seems like it's the same thing that we're facing today. Um, it's the same jobs. And so it is interconnected with what we did. I wholeheartedly agree, and thank you for sharing that. That's important. I think it's important for us to remember that, you know, a lot of things have happened in the past, and sometimes they repeat themselves in a different form. Yeah. But I think we can definitely learn and be powered by the fact that we know that, you know, there have been ancestors and those that came before us that powered through and they got through on faith and they got through sticking together and look what they created. 
And so I think the reality of it is, is we'll get through this and what we'll create will inspire the next generation. Well, thank you for sharing and thank you for coming and spending some time with us today. I think it's, you know, it's been, you know, heartwarming for me and I appreciate the opportunity. Um, I can honestly say it's the first time I've interviewed a sister um, in general in my life. And I've been working in nonprofit Catholic healthcare for a long time. That's so, the first time I've done a podcast. So. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so as many of us are facing challenging times, you know, here you have it. Michael Robinson, Chief of Home Health and Sister Susan. We're both stepping into uncharted territory here today. And I thank her for, thank you for your time and thank Liz for coming as well. And so with that, Liz wants to close us out with a prayer. Yes, and I just wanna say thank you to both of you for your leadership, which is inspiring, Michael, and for your inspiration, Sister Susan, to the Sisters of St. Joseph on this special feast day, as well as the Sisters of Providence being such an inspiration to us in this time. And this is called Coming Together to Face COVID-19 with Hope and Solidarity. Dear God, in this time of uncertainty and fear, help us be love, mercy, and peace for ourselves and for others as we face coronavirus in the U.S. and around the world. Help us hold close in our hearts those who have died and their loved ones who mourn them, those who are sick or are trying to seek medical care, those who don't have paid sick leave benefits or job security, those whose schools have closed and don't have access to food, safe homes, or technology, those who can't travel to be with loved ones who are ill or dying, those who are facing discrimination and harassment because of their ethnicity, those who are struggling with loneliness during this time of social isolation, those who are frightened and losing hope. Help us find joy, however small it seems. Help us remain hopeful. Help us remember that all shall be well, for there is a force of love moving through the universe that holds us fast and will never let us go. Amen. And that's by Meg also. Amen. Thank you. Thank you both. Thank you for your time, your commitment and service. And Liz, thank you for all you're continuing to do for us. It truly makes a difference and is greatly appreciated as well. Thank you. And thanks to all those wonderful caregivers out there. Amen to that. Thank Thank you you. all. Have a great day. Be safe. And again, thank you for your commitment to service and continuing to make a difference and carrying on the sisters' ministry. Mm